0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new The Top Ten Show. I am John Broca,
1: And I am Matt Nost, here uh, for another week of Sweet Sweet movie discussion action. How are you, sir? I'm
0: good. Good. Excited to talk about this list. So, you know, we mess around with lists a lot lately, trying to freshen things up here and mess around with something like the top ten most overlooked or underappreciated films of 2017 uh, I think it's a nice challenge uh, because it's all subjective. You know, we may think a film was talked about a lot, but if it received no awards consideration, no buzz, then was it really that well known? So, I mean, I, I like the idea. It's a lesser known 2017 films. I like
1: it. Yeah, the the lesser discussed a- aspect of it, I just uh, went by the easiest metric I could find. How often have we talked about it on the show? Oh, Fair. Okay, and just okay, well I, I don't know. there are a couple that have come up on some uh random shows, sure, 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 but outside of that, tried to skew towards things that maybe they've come up once ever yeah. or they've never come up at all, right, other than an offhand reference of, oh, yeah, that came out the same year type of thing, right, uh, and the reason we're doing it is because when we looked on i m d b at the time, which was two weeks ago, yeah. Uh there was nothing slated for the release this weekend. Yes, at the time. Yeah. Right. I don't know if that's still standing, but it was Batman was releasing the the previous week and apparently right. every studio was like we're not touching it. Yeah. Uh the following week, so if it doesn't win next weekend's box office, that'll be absolutely shocking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, but uh, uh it's blow up like crazy. Yeah, I'd assume so. I'm so we were just like, well, what do you want to kind of do? And then we started floating this. We picked a random year and then started spitballing ideas for that random year. And what about movies we don't really discuss from said random year? Yeah. And uh, that's how we settled upon it. But, I mean, since I saw you last, John, the world's kind of changed a little bit. So how are you?
0: <laughs> you want to get into the uh, Yeah, I'm
1: Nah, not really. but. <laughs>
0: um yeah you know it's, it's uh, i'm i'm yeah it's weird it's a strange uh situation you're seeing everything is happening and you know it's we're just kind of going along with our lives hoping that this thing doesn't make the turn um because if it does make the turn who gives a fuck about this list like i mean it's really it, it, i'm sure. hoping that uh you know obviously this is a shitty ass invasion and there's bombs going off everywhere. And it's not why people tune into the show, but you know, we can talk about it a little bit. Like it's, it is a bit unsettling as a former military man. For me, immediately my mind goes to, okay, how far are we going to allow this to keep going? And if, you know, from the updates we had from when we're recording this, uh, you know, Macron from France said that uh, Putin's not going to stop until and then it's going to get worse. And the fact that all these sanctions are happening, you know, they're starving the people there's like um, shutting out all those sports situations. I mean, if he's just going to go nuclear at some point. I don't mean nuclear actually, literally. I mean, like he's just going to, he's already, he was already bombing a couple of the nuclear facilities close to the a couple of the nuclear facilities trying to kind of, you know, stop the Ukrainians from resisting so strongly wow. as they
1: are. So I think we're easy. Like that oligarchs, Yacht that got seized yesterday, yeah. (laughs) And there's two more that are on the border as to whether or not the officials are going to pull the trigger on seizing them. The others are jetting to the Maldives because that's a the non extradition port that they can put their you know super mega 450 500 foot yachts into type of thing. Mm -hmm. But my guess is a lot of this is people. If we exert enough pressure on all these different aspects what has happened to journalists and whatnot will what happen to Putin where he just mysteriously fell out of a eighth floor window.
0: You think that's going to happen? Wow.
1: I, 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 that's what I think we're angling towards is just yeah. like, ah, he had a heart attack. Oh, did he?
0: <laughs> well, like well, Jeffrey uh, Epstein in jail, we are like,
1: oh, he hung himself. Yeah, he hung jail. himself. Oh, oh, the cameras turned off right before. He... <laughs> Security guards went to the bathroom at the yep. same time. At the perfect time. Talk about fucking kismet. And no one will investigate further, and they'll be perfectly <laughs> content with uh, all of it. Although, one, the an interesting one that I saw, so everybody's shutting down. Yeah. you, We're not going to sell our product there anymore. We're not going to do this. We're going to take this away. Yeah. But I guess shipping container companies, there's only two of them in the world, and they've said they will no longer deal with Russia, which means Russia can't import or export anything. Wow. Yes. That's, That's going to fuck them up. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I I don't know the I just started to read a little bit of uh, an article about it and then got kind of pulled away. Yeah. So I need to find it again to really read fully as to what that's that's huge, though, if that's the case. Yeah. Because, you know, your terrestrial, your home based supplies will last for a while. But if you don't have the manufacturing and everything else behind it. Yeah. Even if you do, you're going to need spare parts and stuff.
0: It's true that's what I'm saying and it's that's when you look at it it I mean if eventually one thing's gotta break but the thing is he's you know they estimated his worth around two hundred billion dollars so that can buy you a lot of security man so I don't know where the level is that um either he stands down or is in a, is taken out which lindsey graham went out as a sitting u.s senator and it basically advocated for that which was insane uh well,
1: especially with the his potential checkered yeah history right. with the man yeah the government whatever however you want to view it I yeah just, no it's
0: that's motivating some of these people too is like well if they have had like you know because there have been all kinds of reports of funding from the uh from russia into some of these republican um people it, it, if the reason to take him out is to, cause they're get you know, to
1: silence him. Yeah. Cause
0: things are getting closer. If, if this guy's like, fuck it, and it starts dropping evidence all over the place. Good night.
1: Good night. Yeah. That could be part of nuclear, uh, you know, his going nuclear is yeah. I will destroy your political system. Yeah. Good. Good. It's just really strange. The whole thing. Just, I, I thought it was him bluffing to get, Basically kind of what North Korea does. Fire some nukes into the Sea of Japan. Right. And then we have to revisit the table. Yeah. So he can amass troops on the border of Ukraine to get us to... Because we were, you know, previous administration had relaxed sanctions for Crimea. So maybe if I can force them to do it again, I can get more concessions and get more things that I want. Yeah. That's what I assumed it was. But yeah, it's just... Whole world's changed.
0: Yeah, nothing ratt- has. He's rattling the saber, man. So yep. I, I, I don't know where the rattling stops, Matt. Um, to be honest with you, because it feels like he's gonna go all the way. And from and I don't know if the Omicron the Macron conversation Omicron, the Macron conversation was PR by him or if it was authentic. Um, but yeah, who
1: knows? Yeah. So. It's just so strange because the first mm, five to seven days the reports coming out, it didn't make sense because he had so meticulously planned everything leading up to this. Yeah, Those seeds of dissension in our country and Great Britain and others sure. had upended political systems and inflicted his will yeah. through shadowy hands for years and then to run into Ukraine and their supply lines die after 30 miles and yeah. there's video of their soldiers looting supermarkets because they have no food and they are like i what yeah how did you how did you do the other shit <laughs> and not it was all leading to this right yeah oh my god that's what's so baffling unless it's even more so part of his plan who knows
0: yeah now also, apparently he's the rumors i saw or some of the stories i saw was he was going to start doing a false flag operation with yeah
1: something. firing back into his own country
0: yeah, using ukrainian missiles that they've captured so yeah, yeah i mean Dude, this is this we shall is- see yeah we shall see we shall see <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's really imploding the lakers hey how about that Matt? i mean
1: it's all discussion today that maybe lebron should be shut down i don't think that's outlandish
0: i, he, I mean he says he wants to play through it and i'm like yeah i don't of I don't course know. you do
1: There's of course no you want to say that intention matt they're still in playoff contention. they are in no f- they're in contention of making it out of the play-in game. That's what they're in contention that, of. That's what I'm saying. thats They're still not in playoff contention. They can't hang with anybody in the top seven. No,
0: they can't. They can. And this is all LeBron's fault. So him pulling that move. You've been gone for two weeks. So I mean, him pulling that move at the All-Star game where he dropped Cleveland. Oh, trust me. Yeah, I was, oh, that was
1: paying dude, attention to all of it.
0: That was just the most. Fluff
1: and Sam Presti is the best. That's what a GM does. Yeah. He'd like that uh, the picture of the GM for the Raiders that was like, fuck your future first or whatever, because yeah. he traded them all to get a championship. And LeBron's like, yeah. And you're like, uh, LeBron, you already did that. Yeah. And you, you got your championship. You've you traded all your first for AD.
0: You've been a shadow GM for every team yeah, you've been on for the last 15 fucking years. So for you to try to claim like the GMs are doing these great things and. You are t- take responsibility. You built this team, just like you built that Miami team and you built that fucking Cleveland team. You built this team. And so take responsibility, be a man and take fucking responsibility and say, it didn't work out. It's on me. I recruited these guys. I pushed them to get them. It's my fault. Fuck it. Don't run to Cleveland. Like you ran to LA after Cleveland and you ran to Miami after Cleveland. So well,
1: word is out of Cleveland. Uh, they don't want him back.
0: They should want They're they're set. You don't need LeBron coming and fucking shit up.
1: Let's build, build the youth,
0: you know?
1: Yeah. They need to build the youth. They're not set, I mean, so to speak. Well, you know what I mean? I mean, they're, they're yeah. moving. They're on the right trajectory. For, yeah. Trajectory. Yes. Uh, I agree. And unless LeBron is willing to come for a veteran minimum, there is no point in paying him all that money. Yeah. Cause it's just going to hamstring your team. Uh, Would yeah. you have a nucleus there that looks very interesting and is super young?
0: And hey, look, They're in the sixth position right now, as of this recording, only five games out of being number one in the conference.
1: So, okay, well, let's not go too far. They're not going to be number one in the conference. Five games is different. I know the East is a cluster right now, but let's not go too far here.
0: I'm just trying to say that they're on an upward trajectory, and yes, they're that close to being number one in the conference. Any number of things can happen, you know, that over the next few weeks. And True, then you go on a run, and you just yeah. never know.
1: So, yeah, we don't know. You know, injury one injury could change the entire complexion of how this season exactly. shakes out, yeah. Um, or one trade because the Sixers look reborn, bro. Reborn, yeah. But you don't get foul calls in the playoffs like they get right now. No, so, here we go. Here and we go. They, they okay, I'm sorry, they've they went to the line. I watched the second game with the Knicks and it was like, dear God, this is just a free throw fest. You just hate James. You just hate James. Just admit it. You have a, you have a hatred of James. And- I don't have a hatred of James. I have a hatred of James relying on free throws to supplement his already incredible game. When he could just make those fucking shots as opposed to goading defenders into bullshit fouls. Yeah. I hate that. Okay. Uh, and then I think Embiid falls too much. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Him and AD, they fall way too fucking much.
0: Mm. Well that's a Lakers tradition since Debauch. So.
1: Well I think AD, AD probably has in the games he plays uh more falls than made baskets in any given game. <laughs> I think that's a legitimate stat and I need to start uh tallying it, but I need to. Yeah, he'll fall 10 times a game and you're like, "Oh, dude. Some of it is injury prevention and others is just trying to get the refs to buy into right you getting a foul, but uh yeah, the Sixers could be um. Don't look down. My Wizards are only a game and a half out of it. <laughs> Beal is shut down for the year. You guys are toast. You they're guys really, are toast. They're they're a, game and a half out of 10. Come on. I, I realize and the Hornets have been on a downward spiral. Yeah. They won their last game, I believe, but they've been on a downward spiral. So it, it is conceivable yeah. that you may get into the play-in, but you guys are going to get routed. So I would almost just take the pick get yeah. get the higher draft pick then yeah. get the meaningless play-in game and you get your ass handed to you
0: it's kind of shocking to see the Knicks and the Pacers down there out of play below us dude uh, it's really shocking I mean, especially the Knicks fuck man that's that's I mean they're, they're, we're three and a half games above the Knicks and they have arguably way more talent on their team than we do <sighs> overall I don't mean anyone is better than Beal, but I mean, overall.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like KCP and Kuzma, I think, just. More than Julius and Arjun? Randall I'm not a fan of, but Barrett is on the right trajectory, but Fournier is getting way too much money. Kemba is now shut down for the league by his and the yeah. team's, yeah, don't you want know, them. conclusion together. Yeah. They don't want D Rose when he's healthy, sure. Yeah, but I mean after that, like Alec Burks, man. he's been up and down uh, this season. Yeah, uh, they they got a whole bunch of. Got the I think of I them like them. KCP and Coos.
0: Yeah, maybe
1: more than just about everything okay. that the Knicks have. Tosh. Barrett would be the only one I'd stack up with.
0: How is Taj Gibson still in the league, man? The fucking carcass of Taj
1: Gibson. Ah, he's still productive. He's not, a, he's not a starter, but he can give you minutes. Oh, man. Uh, Beal says he's leaning towards resigning with the Wiz. Of course he is, because they're the only ones that are willing to give him a quarter of a billion dollars. No, no Nobody can touch that, but nobody's going to give him that much money. Of course he's going to resign. Go, back. Go chase a ring, kid. Well, the, or you could just Paul George it and s- sign it and then force your way out. Although we- I don't think... That's Beal's, That's not Beal's makeup, but it's yeah. a possibility. We're not going to the
0: fucking... We're not winning the title while in Beal's lifetime. We're just not. We have a terrible front office. You never know.
1: You never know. Uh, uh, Avdia and uh, KCP and Kuz and Beal comes back. You got poor Zingas. Maybe he's healthy for an entire season for once, and you guys are interesting. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Interesting as all will ever be.
1: Quite possibly, <sighs> but... Anyway, you know, what else is interesting is today's list.
0: <laughs> Segway, ladies and gentlemen, hello. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so we are uh, we are going to count down our top 10 uh, overlooked films of 2017. Now, of course, overlooked is a subjective term. So there may be some films on here that you re- you all know back to front, but the Academy or the top 10 lists or whatever did not really recognize the movie or any of its actors or director uh as strongly uh throughout yeah. the year, so um so we're gonna do that we're gonna break it down yeah
1: we said lesser disgust between us and i just went with lesser disgust between the two of us on this show yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we're not saying overlooked or underwhelming or yeah. not worthy of discussion it's just uh for me personally when i viewed it it's just we haven't talked about him much so let's fucking talk about him let's do it let's do it um so yeah once we set a topic we go our individual ways create personal top ten, 10 lists. show back up here i do my bottom three he does his bottom three i do my next two he does his next two then we trade one a piece once we've revealed our personal top 10 list we create the shows between the two of us Boom. um so at 10 i just kind of threw this one on okay because why not right uh kong skull island <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's overlooked Everybody was ah, talking about that lesser bit.
1: discussed,
0: or lesser discussed
1: than the two of us. That does not come up on any fucking list we ever <laughs> have. It's not a good movie. <laughs> All right, it's the best of the Kong series, or the b- best of the Monster series, or whatever that universe is.
0: Well, I guess that's your opinion. I like Godzilla, so but go ahead, go ahead, man. Kong's I think it's gone. the best
1: of, and I'm, that's not saying much. It's really not. You're right. Yeah. It's not. I'm not a f- big fan of. I think there's a lot of promise in. Like Godzilla, I think, had they just stayed with Cranston and not done his son's storyline, yeah. I would have preferred that movie better. Yeah. Uh, personally. But Kong is like, it, at least there's a nice through line mm-hmm. from point A to point B. I yeah. understand what it's going to be, who all the characters are, the motivations, as opposed to others down the line, which is like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Uh, and this one is just kind of straightforward. We're going to an island, there's a giant ape on it yeah and you could fill in the blanks from here uh on the rest and it was also like uh is hiddleston gonna make the leap to leading man from loki status yep and and brie larson
0: coming off of what marvel um
1: Uh, wasn't that after i thought it was
0: before or maybe it was but i mean like hold on hold on captain marvel Oh, you're right. It might be 2018, Captain Marvel. Oh, 2019. Never mind. Exactly. So she was still kind of establishing herself. But I think it had been announced. I feel like it had been announced that she was going to be Captain Marvel.
1: Um, Well, maybe on the yeah the release of this, because they'd probably go into shooting at that point in 2017. Right. right. Then to do the post-production and all that to release with Marvel's, because they have to plan everything so far and ahead. Yeah. But this is post-Room
0: right post room that's what it was post room that's what it was yeah, so she's got yeah.
1: some rightfully so, hi- some hollywood love from that
0: her casting was confirmed at the 2016 san diego comic-con so clearly people knew she was going to be captain marvel but the film didn't come out for another three years um um uh, so yeah so yeah but still it's uh kind of establishing herself outside of Smaller independent film like Room jumping into something like Kong Skull Island. And I would say they're both good. The film itself, you know, the last act is really rough to watch, but everything leading up to that moment is f- fun. And certainly John C. Riley is hilarious in the damn movie. And
1: yeah, it's one of, of the d- downed World War II pilots or whatever yeah. it is.
0: And some of those dinosaurs are scary as fuck in that movie, man. So
1: yeah. Yeah. And the conceit of, you know, the uh, searching for. Trying to prove whatever the theory from Monarch is mm-hmm. uh, that comes to fruition in the last turd of a movie we got. <laughs> that movie was god-awful. Yeah, it was bad. Um, oh, Just uh, pick one story as opposed to cramming in three. It was good for the fight. It was good for the fight. <sighs> I didn't even care fight. at that point. Yeah. Same thing with Godzilla. It's like, by the time we got to it, I don't give a fuck about this anymore. Or at least Kong... I was engaged because I found it entertaining throughout. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And yeah, it's lesser discussed for us. Yeah. Fair. On point. the show. That's how I viewed this list. <laughs>
0: All right. What you're not. Well,
1: it's when, once you start, cause you can make a, I've got a side list of about 20 movies, but I'm like pretty sure, oh, sure. we discussed this and this and this and this, and you start cutting down. So I think genuinely there's nine films and then I've got like three or four kind of like, nah, eh, that one's Okay. Right, right. So I just threw Kong Skull Island on, on there because right. why the fuck not? All right. What's your um, name? Nine, some people had on their best of the year, which is good time. The oh, Hunter yeah, the Pattinson. one.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. a good choice. I didn't we didn't quite make my list, but that's a good choice. Uh go ahead, man.
1: I mean, I found it interesting. That's it's for sure. That movie. Yeah, and, and plus, you know, the safties have now proven out mm-hmm. that they've made other things that I'm interested in. So to continue that trend uh, forward, mm-hmm. I don't know, like uh, somebody close to me was like, it was my favorite movie of the year. And that seems a bit strong to me. Oh, really? Yeah. They have just really engaged by, they're a little bit younger and they're, okay. um, they were on the fence about Pattinson because of the Twilight stuff. Yeah. 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 So then to see this, we're like, now nah, this dude can really act. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get Lighthouse after it. And now he's Batman and, you know, he had Tenant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But he does play a character that I've never seen him do before, Mm. which is him and his uh, brother whose mental cognizance is uh, not as strong as others, I guess you could say. That's a a fair point. Yeah, Uh, they rob a bank and then they get almost caught and they're just basically fleeing the whole time. Then his brother actually gets caught and he's got to free him and he frees the wrong person. It's just kind of this series of unfortunate events. Mm -hmm. That eventually leads to him having to do uh, a little soul searching in the end. Yeah. Which seems honest to that. That character only has a few different ways that uh, uh, trajectories that are going to land on this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. To see him morph throughout to the manicness of when they're on the run to when he has to beguile that woman to. Uh, scrambling to try and scrounge up the last bit of money for bail for his brother. Yeah. um, He's playing different facets of the same character and it's mm-hmm. a good performance from him. I thought the movie was really good to merit a top 10 from that, that year to me seems strong. Right. Right. Uh, But I do did find it very interesting.
0: You can see them working out what they're going to do with uncut gems. Like you can see sure. them kind of pushing the boundaries and messing with the audience, really ratcheting up the stress and the tension of the story throughout. Um, And, and, you know, people, people felt people were having panic attacks during uncut gems. I was reading, reading stuff like that. I remember when the film came out, people were making comments about like that. And so really? you could see they were working that out here in this film and they really nailed it in uncut gems. So, yeah. It's a good film. If you guys, again, I say this because some people go like, people know Robert Pattinson than Twilight. No, they fucking don't. Uh, it, quite a lot of people only think him from the Twilight. In fact, last night, I we went to see it with a bunch of friends. My friend, um, after the movie, said to me she hadn't seen him in anything since Twilight. And so it's like, this is a person who goes to movies and still didn't
1: know much. Well, if she him. doesn't like Nolan, then Tenet is out. And Lighthouse yeah. is... Yeah his yeah. art houses art house gets
0: she might not be an art house film person because that's essentially what good time is and, and what a lot of yeah. films have been
1: over yeah. good the times a little more accessible than lighthouse mm-hmm. um okay. but yeah it's a that or the big spectacle movie of a chris nolan
0: right right and he's not even the lead in that it's john david washington so
1: yeah true
0: um he's great in the king as well fuck man that's such a good movie
1: <sighs> yeah but it's such a small part
0: yeah was the Dofa,
1: and he plays the, yeah that French prince, yeah. But All it right. is really good.
0: Yeah, it is good. I, I almost put it on the other day again because it's been a while, and I kind of I want to kind of
1: see it again. Yeah, my favorite is that closing scene where his supposed advisor and he figures out and he's getting fitted and he's standing up on that pedestal. uh oh, it's, it's you can see the guy flip the. He thinks he's Machiavelli. Yeah. To oh shit. <laughs> my time is short
0: that's a great he thought he was swinging the biggest dick in the room and some. yeah you were not
1: (laughs) yeah you know Chalamet's really good it sucks for like chris pine because outlaw king comes out roughly at the same time
0: oh yeah just a little bit before yeah
1: yeah yeah. it's just it's not near as good but damn it if i'm not pulling for chris pine yeah i want it to be really good i think it's fine
0: it's watchable it's not it's, bad it's yeah. not. it ain't fucking the king man the king is good
1: no the king is really good
0: um all right what's your nine bud
1: uh nine is last flag flying
0: oh that's a great one with um, the
1: steve carell cranston yeah. and Fishburne. Oh, yeah
0: oh god i interviewed him for that movie the director
1: oh that i can't remember i just remember the three of them because they're I've yeah. seen three leads of it.
0: Oh, god damn it. Why can't I remember the director? Very famous director. Jesus Christ. Uh
1: no, I'm Sydney. Up. Sydney Lumet. And you guys <laughs> sat Richard down. Lumet.
0: No, it was um Richard Linklater. Right. Richard Richard Linklater. Director. That was a Linklater? Yes. Yes.
1: Wow, that, that does did. not feel like a Linklater.
0: It was uh, and I remember he was only available, I think, on a Saturday. And uh they called me collider i think it was christian or or someone from there called me and was like hey man we get richard link later he said he can come and do an interview for this film since you're a former military guy and this is about you know military and the veterans and stuff like that will you come and do the interview and i was like oh fuck yeah uh, and I, I remember it was a rainy saturday i turned i don't know where i was driving but i turned right the fuck around and drove straight to the studio um and did a bit of research for an hour before i interviewed him for the film um um and i i liked the movie it wasn't great but I liked it and yeah it's chemistry is really there with the three of them
1: it is there's a great scene of the three of them on the train itself
0: oh yeah, Oof, um, yeah. but Did yeah it's about to the other to, guy
1: yeah yeah sorry good the they're three former I want to say army but they fought yeah. together and then Steve Carell his son was in Iraq and died and he's got to go pick up the body and he gets Cranston and Fishburn to join him yeah. Because they used to serve together, and they they haven't seen each other in a long time, but they have this shared bond, and he needs this moral support to go and do this because he I believe he's widowed on top of it. Yes, yes. It's like he's all alone, and he just needs some support to go do this. And they reluctantly, uh, well, at least Fishburne reluctantly, comes aboard. Yeah, uh, Cranston agrees, and then uh, it just it, it's a simple story, but it's got a nice heart to it, and. Yeah, he's just, it's a character study of these three individuals.
0: Yeah, I mean, because you, 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 Brian Granson's character is like conspiracy guy and against the hardcore against the government. This is one of the most subdued performances of Steve Carell's career. Like he's mm-hmm. so like he has to play the anchor of the movie, the emotional anchor of the movie, and he's going on this journey. And they, yeah, like uh, Lawrence Fishburne is a preacher now, and when he gets with the guys, the guys are like, oh, you can, you know, talk about God all you want. We know what you were really like. And, and so, yeah. but surely the other side of him starts to come out as he hangs out with these guys more. So it was a fantastic exploration of older men have kind of, who've kind of like, you know, kind of moved on and established what they established. And then, but when they get around the guys who knew them from the past, the old stuff comes out and the old issues come out and the old battles come out that were unresolved. Mm-hmm during this process as ironically, he's going to pick up his son to bury him, you know, who was, uh, so it, it, it's a very moving film. And especially if you've served, I think, or have, or known anybody who has served and like was intimately aware of their service. It, it's a film that will touch you and uh, yeah, leave an impression on you. So that's my, sure. okay. Oh, that was your, I thought that was your night. Oh, well, do we do your night oh, yeah. already? What was your Good nine? time
1: was my night. Oh, that's right. Good time. Right.
0: All right, so the My Ten is uh, free fire.
1: <clears throat> Which one's free fire?
0: It was the one with of course with Bree Larson as well and Army Hammer and Charlotte Copley.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, came I, out in 2017. I missed that on the Wikipedia listing of that's a good movie.
0: Yeah, I like that movie, and it's only 90 minutes. Um, and Ben Wheatley directed this thing, and it's all just right in in one place based on an arms deal gone wrong. Yeah. They're in a warehouse in a warehouse. And it could have easily been a boring fucking movie where they're all in one place, but it actually becomes a very dynamic movie in who Mm -hmm. lives, who dies, who gets shot at what time and all of that and what it all leads to at the end. And I think Brie Larson does a fan is another one of these ones where she was kind of slowly building her name here as an actress. And I thought she was fantastic in free fire and I I went to see it. I think it was maybe five people in the theater when I went to see it some I think it was a, just a, in the afternoon sometime. Uh and I enjoyed the hell out of it, man. Um and I was surprised in how much cuz it felt like a little like the like the Reservoir Dogs type. It was like a felt like an early 90s independent film. Not a lot of budget, but you got yeah. some really good actors.
1: Felt generic.
0: Yeah, and they're having fun doing it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but that was good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw it like 3 years ago. Oh, okay. Something yep. like that two years ago. Not not too distant. Uh, I didn't see it in the theater. But it's good. Yeah. Can't course, believe I missed it. Film. yeah. Hey, well, okay. I'll tell you this much. That's better yeah. than Conk Skull Island. So Free, fall. <laughs> a free Fire makes my list. So I'll go ahead and amend. <laughs> oh, I can throw okay. that in a 10. That's All fine.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, this is cast. Killian Murphy's in this thing. I mentioned Army Hammer, Charlton Copley. I know is persona non grata, I know. But Brie Larson, Sam Riley, who I loved in Control, that... Uh, film about um what was that group from the 80s before they became joy division yeah joy division Mm. jack rayner's in this noah taylor's in this so a lot of good uh patrick bergen even is in this fucking thing so a lot of good um british actors all over this one um so yeah if you haven't seen it you should definitely see it it came out in the uk in 2016 but here in the states in 2017 so um. All right. So then, that my nine is Train Spotting Two, the sequel. Go for it. I loved the sequel. I went in, uh, and I was like, I don't know. There was maybe two people in the theater when I went to go see it, and I was worried uh, that it was going to be like you know rehashing shit. But it was actually a really good movie exploring the what they're like now in their lives. After all the shit they went through. And once again, just so like we said, with last flag flying once they all got back together for, uh, for the reasons they got back together, the old fucking pattern started coming out. And of course sure. they're all pissed off at, at uh, Ewan McGregor for leaving. Uh, and that all starts coming up and coming out. So great to see Johnny Lee, Lee Miller back on screen in a theatrical film. Certainly Robert Kyle, who was looking, you know, older, much older than he did as, uh, as Begbie.
1: Well, he was already um, older than all of them anyway. In the first That's movie.
0: true. That's true. That's true. Uh, and then seeing uh, Ewan and Spud, the guy who plays Spud, all. And so it's just, just a fascinating thing to have them come back together and rehashing the old stuff, but then also kind of talking about their lives now and trying to find the good things from the past for them to enjoy now in the future or in the present time. And I just was really blown away about how um, Danny Boyle directed this film and made it work. And it could have easily fallen
1: apart. Spud is in uh, our flag means death. The new Taika YT cool. show. Right on. Okay. Well, I watched episode one. They dropped the first three. Yeah. Yeah. Watched the first one last night, and I was like, "Oh shit!" It took me like <laughs> about a half a second. Yeah. To place, like, go through the rolodex of British actors, and I'm like, "Blah blah blah blah." Okay. Yeah. Been a while. How are you? <laughs> it's nice to see you working.
0: I just remember him in Snatch being the guy who uh vinnie jones puts his tie in the in the oh yeah uh (laughs) uh-huh
1: he's running by dennis farina's kind of like okay i like the way i like the cut of your jib how you guys handle things here
0: it's a bit extreme but uh you got the you got the answers you got Uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah i really liked it i was really surprised at how much i liked it too bro because i i as i said i was expecting this thing to kind of be just a bunch of angry stuff fall, you know, uh, going at each other, but 20 years have passed. And so
1: it's a long uh, time.
0: Yeah. So like, uh, but still the Begbie stuff with him is, is still unsettling. Um, and so Robert Carlyle has that gear no matter what age he is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, having I mean, you, in was really surprising too. Yeah. Go cool. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, not really. I mean, Ewan's prestige projects have kind of fallen off as of late. Mm. True. So, you know, hopefully obi-wan kind of launches him back into getting because he's a great actor yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but you know it happens to a lot of actors we've had this discussion before very few people get to be tom cruise yeah true well look, look at
0: fassbender right so
1: yeah and i don't think Fastbender's anywhere near mcgregor hmm. well, as far as box office success yeah like if you take even if you take star wars out of the equation yeah um i still think mcgregor's head more stuff pop off where he's the lead yeah whereas fastbender it's it's x-men and then after that it's like dude you were in one shit movie after another
0: yeah 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 i mean and it's and it's a it's a like a bittersweet movie because spud is like suicidal and johnny lee miller's character i think simon is running the bar his dad used to run and so it's like they're all, they haven't moved on. And so, like, it's this whole thing of going back to visit people who you left because you thought you were meant for more. Mm. And some of them haven't moved on. And some of like Begbie's in jail. And then he gets out and it becomes a whole thing where he's chasing down you and McGregor. And so, so it's very interesting, very, you know, exploring older men and the shit they're going through um, and what it's like to reflect back on when they were young and everything was fucking crazy.
1: You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully that's uh hmm? what they do with like with Beetlejuice 2, which comes up on topic Thunder, which you guys will hear on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Beetlejuice shouldn't grow, but Winona Ryder's character Yeah. Uh should. Yeah. So there yeah. should be some maturation and something. The character has changed, whereas Beetlejuice should be the same. But like that kind of thought into it makes sense with Train Spotting of some of these people are going to stay in their hometowns. And yeah. It's not going to rut and yeah. go through depression and all those things and carry those scars with them. Right. Um, You know, as opposed to other people when they try and update a movie and just like, eh, it's the characters haven't changed. Everything's the same new story. And be like, it's been so long. The audience isn't going to buy that.
0: Yeah. Like Dumb and Dumber. Oof. Yeah. Um, all right. So then my number eight is a British film called Their Finest.
1: I don't um, think I've seen that. Which one is that?
0: Yeah. This one's with Gemma Arterton and Sam Claflin. Uh, and the, uh, she's a married uh, scriptwriter uh, who um, writes w- a wartime propaganda film um and they come together her and sam claflin she's unhappy with her marriage because her husband is one of those guys who thinks women should stay home and so and it's right around the dunkirk it's set right around the dunkirk time in world war ii so they're trying to create this propaganda film and they're going through all this stuff so it's a great little like 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 what was that film with that david mammoth did about hollywood set in that small town with jessica lee jessica parker and Alec Baldwin, State Maine or something like that.
1: Oh, yeah. State Maine. Yeah. yeah uh, Still so Seymour like- Hoffman. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, yes. Hoffman's in it. Yes. Hoffman's he's the in lighter. it. He's a writer. And yeah. uh, William H. Macy. Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, it's a t- tongue in cheek. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. And this is
0: a, a, a nice little uh, small comedy, but set during World War II around the Dunkirk times. And she is coming in to kind of establish herself as a woman who's a scriptwriter and kind of breaking ground Here's a female scriptwriter, creating this propaganda film uh, uh, for to help the Brits uh, lift their spirits during World War II. And so it's ironic because, of course, she's also in Darkest Hour at the same in in the oh no, that's not her, that's Lily James, mm, sorry. Yeah, but the same kind of topics are covered there: Dunkirk, Darkest Hour, Their Finest all sure. around the kind of dunkirk time. And so she spent some time doing it. so and and it's a sweet little comedy. There's the budding romance between them as uh, scriptwriters uh, Claflin and her and and how that all comes about. And then when the losses and tragedy starts to break through the veneer of the comedy, like all like the really good British films do, they handle it so well without losing um the comedy too much and so it's just one of the sweetest like random films i saw one day i I liked the trailer went to go see it at at the one of those uh probably north hollywood one of those uh, small theaters in north hollywood and i remember just really enjoying the hell out of this thing and i know it would never come up in probably in any list we do but it's one i definitely never
1: i've never even heard of it
0: yeah yeah no it's one i definitely recommend so what else is in that i think bill nike is the
1: director Uh, I could tell you because I got the IMDB open. We have Bill Nye, Richard E. Grant. Yeah. uh, Gemma, who you brought up. Yeah. Jack Houston. Yeah. Jack Houston in this thing. Everybody else, I don't think you know.
0: Probably known to British people. Yes. British stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, there's a bunch of like, oh, yeah, that guy, he was in these seven things. Right. I'm pretty sure Harry Goodman was in the Hobbit series. Let me go look this up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would almost guarantee it. Let's see.
0: And it's it's the same director who did uh, an education, that one with um, Michael. Um,
1: oh, that's with uh, Peter Sarsgaard, sorry, and Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, Carrie Moss, Carrie. <laughs> Carrie. Carrie. Yeah, I knew it was an M, but I'm like, man, uh, I'm not going to pull it. <laughs> Carrie
0: Samsonite.
1: o me,
0: <laughs> but yeah I mean just a just a really interesting little film, and I was surprised at how much I really enjoyed it it got the hook in me, you know I love you know we've talked about it I think we're uh anglophiles and seeing seeing that film I just make it's one of the best like little small films I've seen of British stuff recently, okay, all right, what's your seven man
1: uh my seven is oakja.
0: Oh, go ahead. Knock yourself out with that.
1: It's interesting. You got to give it that. It is interesting. Go ahead, man. Um, Now, the people that thought that should have been on everybody's top 10 list for that year, mm. I think that is a far stretch. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. I would love to, to know what Hall's motivation for the character was. Mm. For his, you know... Uh, jack Hanna type yeah yeah because it's so i don't know it's so crazy it seems more like something nick cage would come up with mm-hmm. um and usually like a, I can understand the choices he's making in this one i'm just like i don't really i don't get it mm-hmm. but it does introduce the discussion of to genetically modified food and whether or not this is good for you especially on a massive corporate scale like this and of course tilda swinton is great as always yeah Um, and at first I was unsettled by the big pig, and I'm like, Am I really supposed to fall in love with this thing? (laughs) But once you get in close, you see the eyes, it's got these big, like brown eyes, and they suck you right in, and it's a love story between him and the little girl, and love story in that they're you know bonded, like you do with a pet. Yeah. Um, but I think the overall the fact that it asks of the viewer. An internal discussion as to where your food comes from and the conditions in which.
0: Yeah, that's you know. Yeah, the, the message itself is strong. I don't disagree with that.
1: I do think. Yeah, I understand your uh, reservations about the movie and yeah. maybe not enjoying it. <laughs> uh, but I think some of the forms, like Paul Dano, Dano has, he's really quiet and soft. I believe him as the leader of this. Mm animal PLO people that are trying to free all the animals. I don't know yeah. what there is. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think it's interesting.
0: A lot of people did Matt. A lot of people were upset. This wasn't nominated for best picture. That's crazy talk. I remember, I remember people wanted Jake Gyllenhaal nominated for
1: also crazy. <laughs> but
0: I just remember that. And I was kind of, cause isn't this, um, uh,
1: Bong Joon, uh, Yeah, Bong Jun Ho yeah Bong Joon-ho
0: so I mean this is what two years before Parasite so I I, I remember people were like oh it's just it, great you've got to watch it on Netflix and this is when Netflix was like still dropping original content there was a big deal that they were dropping original content from filmmakers um, and I watched I got about an hour into the movie and I was like I don't give a fuck about what's happening here it just did nothing for me it's but I
1: really God, slow up slow. top
0: yeah, but I got the story. It just, it just was. I just didn't give a fuck about the pig or about the young girl or anything like that. So to me, it just didn't work. But you know, uh, but for a lot of people, it really did. I am think. Yeah,
1: the movie videos. definitely gets better once they get to New York City. Mm. It just Real. the pace of it begins to pick up, right? Because it is slow, and it's a lot of her yelling, "Ochja!" Yes. Trying to get. Oh my! Yeah, God. that does get a bit much. <laughs> um but i think as they introduce more characters and they flesh out the world a little bit yeah uh, i think that is better and i don't know i like any movie that makes me question an issue like this whether or not i agree with the stance that the movie is taking yeah, yeah yeah the fact that it causes debate within myself uh i find compelling
0: i think that's fair yeah absolutely I wish – because I'd seen so much publicity for it. I thought, well, okay, let's do this. This looks cool. And it just, yeah, for whatever reason, didn't grab me. But, yeah, seven on your list. What's
1: what's your six? Uh, my six might be a punt, Wind River.
0: Uh, yes, that is
1: okay. a punt. That's fine.
0: Um, So the my number seven is the film that uh, announced Florence Pugh to me, Lady Macbeth. Okay. And it's not, obviously – lady macbeth this is a film that is set in 19th century england and she is a young woman who has been like essentially forced to marry this guy who's a a lord of the manor lord of the house and he mistreats her terribly and she eventually as the film goes along finds her power has an affair with a stable boy behind the husband's back she gets found out It, it, it gets brutal at times physically but she eventually finds her power by the end of the movie, uh, and it's a powerhouse, a dynamo of a performance by Florence Pugh. This was the film that when I saw it, I was like, "How fucking old is she? Jesus Christ! She is. She has such strength to her uh, talent and her acting." And this was the film that I was like, "Oh, this is. She's going to be a fucking star if, mm. if she finds the right vehicles. This is a person that is going to be winning." awards down the road and it was just a like a a little film i'd seen the trailer once again a british film i'd seen the trailer and i was like oh okay let's see and it was excellent man and great psychology really well written Mm -hmm. very well directed you know it's all basically on this how in this house and on this manner um and i was just blown away just absolutely blown away what she was able to do you know so and i was shocked that there wasn't any kind of um I don't know any kind of uh, buzz for the film getting nominated for anything. And certainly for her, they wanted her, but
1: but she's uh, unknown. So unless it does insanely well at the box office, the performance is so undeniable. I'm not shocked. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, I guess. Yeah. Jeff Um, Snyder says that all the time to me. He's like, dude, the Oscars rarely recognize new young actresses. If they've been in smaller films, they rarely do it. And I was like,
1: guess you're right. The film's got to be, I mean, something where everybody agrees. Yeah. You should have seen this because her performance is stellar. Yeah.
0: That's why I think if West Side Story had done better financially, I think Rachel Zegler would have been nominated for best actress. And because it didn't,
1: I I think she wasn't. This whole year's slate of what's nominated is a a lot of, I don't think there's a clear cut winner personally. Mm. Yeah. Especially in the best picture. I don't,
0: oh no yeah i have no idea what's gonna win you know it's not
1: even what's gonna win i don't even this isn't a no country or there will be blood year now it's also not a hurt locker year yeah but it's just above hurt locker type of like yeah you know coda was really good seems to be picking up steam coda it does power of the dog i think is overrated wildly so does Sam
0: Elliott apparently.
1: Well, Sam Elliott takes it to a place <laughs> that I don't fully agree with, but yeah, Sam I do find the movie kind of dull. Yeah. And it's saying I mean, something when I I'm a big fan of all those actors.
0: Well, the thing is, the story's been around since what, the 1960s? Like it's 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 an old book. So it isn't like someone just came up with this with some forward woke progressive thinking in the 2020s. This has been around for a long time, this this story. So They finally were able to do it. So, with Sam complaining about this shit, I felt it was a bit like, Sam, do the research, man. Like, you know, uh, you're complaining about something that, uh, you know, this is a person's perspective on the West. And guess what? There can be multiple perspectives on the West, you know? So,
1: yeah, I don't have to do the research to know that I was bored. Yeah, that's fair. For the most part. And then I don't think the ending is justifiable. Mm -hmm. like somehow papers over the two hours that I just sat through. The ending's interesting, but in no way does that overshadow the meandering story that, that led up to it. Fair.
0: Yeah. It's, it wasn't the most interesting is what I would say. No, I don't disagree with you there. Um, all right, then my number six. Now it stars a big movie star, but nobody talked about this movie, and that is American Made. Nobody talked about this movie. We the have, Tom Cruise. Yes, we've mentioned it a couple of times on. The it's show. come up on lists. It's come up, but not anywhere. Well, that's near. fine.
1: Listen, if you want to talk about Tom Cruise's American Made, you go crazy.
0: Thank you. I like this movie. This movie is actually really fucking good, and no one seems to give it the credit it deserves. Yes, is he with a? A woman that looks like his daughter rather than his wife? Yes, 100%. I, I does he mean, look like Tig
1: yes he, <laughs> yes, he does.
0: Yes, he I does. Yes, he does. I will concede. But it is one of the most relaxed, confident, fun performances of Tom's career. And I think this came out as the same year as The Mummy. So I think nobody went to see it because The Mummy yeah, was the fucking an But he's great in it. So is Domhnall Gleeson. And I think this is a director that is well known too, if I remember correctly, is Cameron Crowe or somebody who directed this thing or.
1: uh, Was that really? Doug Lyman. Doug Lyman Lyman makes more sense because he's done action in the past. Cam Crowe would be like, wow, this is a departure for him.
0: Jesse Plemons is in this Caleb Landry Jones, Jama Mays, Benito Martinez. So there's a number of actors in this film and I, I just was surprised at how good it was and nobody I mean nobody talked about this film nobody put it on any of their best of lists or anything and so I was shocked it didn't do shit at the box office I think it made like 5 million at the box office and I,
1: I was shocked by that I mean I think it's movie. yeah, it's fine oh, that on. was I saw it in the theater walked out and going eh, it's kind of a paint by numbers action movie
0: oh Well, I I stand corrected. It made 134 million at the box office. That can't be
1: right. It's international, though, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. International. You're right. 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 It was made for 60 million.
1: Yeah. But here's stateside. It didn't. (sighs) It did mediocre.
0: Right. It didn't do well. I don't remember it doing well.
1: Yeah. I think there's only one scene that stands out for me. What's Uh, that? The
0: Coke scene? Which scene is that?
1: When he's uh, in cuffs, surrounded by all those guys, and he's oh, yeah. on a bench, and he tells them, yep. he's like, listen, this is the way this is going to break down. <laughs> and to find out that this is based on a true story. Yeah, true. And uh, yeah. what? He was in Arkansas, and the governor of Arkansas was a future right. president at that point, I believe, is uh, the, just the story. I like that scene a lot. There's uh, a couple others, but that was the one that stuck out. I don't know what you're
0: talking about. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it made sixteen million its opening weekend,
1: which is which is piss poor.
0: Yeah, for a sixty million dollar film with Tom Cruise as the star that but
1: is it piss poor. It came out at what, the end of August? Yeah, the,
0: September. September.
1: Okay. Right. Was it the beginning of September? It was yeah, like I to it, me. Uh, me it was,
0: no, the end of September, September twenty Was
1: it really? Okay. Yeah. That's what it says here. In my cars head, cars. it feels like the last gasp of the summer slate. But into September, it's well past that,
0: but it opened in three thousand theaters, so it wasn't like a small release. It was in three thousand theaters.
1: Well, you got Tom Cruise, yeah,
0: yeah, and Doug Lyman, by the way, so a good combo um
1: should have been, yeah,
0: so it ended up with about fifty four million domestically, which is you know their budget was fifty million, so it didn't make money domestically, I guess.
1: Well, that's budget, and we haven't even discussed marketing.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly.
1: So at 135 or whatever you said it was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, boy, probably just made over its budget.
0: Yeah, 83 million uh, internationally. So 134 total, as we said earlier, but like, made for 51 million. And you've got to make, what, two and a half times? Roughly thereabouts. To, ev- to start making a profit. To start yeah. making a profit, yeah that's not a good situation when you got those combinations there, but yeah, there it is. That was my, my six. Um, all right, man, we need to take a break. Don't we?
1: That we do. We'll see you guys in just a second. And hear this quick word from our sponsors. All right. Welcome back into the show itself. Uh, our, we're doing our top fives right now. My number five mm-hmm. is the battle of the sexes. Corel <laughs> right. Emma stone, yeah. uh, about the, uh, uh, Bobby Riggs, Billie Jean King kerfuffle yeah. that led to the Astrodome showdown Yeah, between a man in his 60s and the best female tennis player in the world. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's billed uh, as this, this show. And look, and, and Bobby Riggs had beaten other female tennis yeah. players up to that point. But an you take Cox. on the best of the world as a guy in his... 50s or 60s at that point not really a fair fight um but i my favorite is like all the backstory of a lot of this he did because he had gambling debts yeah and this was to raise money the the funny thing is so afterwards like do you remember the jimmy connor's navrita uh, battle of the sexes that happened in vegas oh god no i, okay. I don't remember that okay So that happened, like, in the early 90s? Yeah. Okay. And they changed it to, um, I believe, the women's rules of we're playing three sets instead of five. Okay. And then made other changes and whatnot. Now, Connors won, but Connors was in tremendous amount of debt, according to his biography, and he put down a huge sum of money on himself. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Been on top of, but Battle of the sexes is that. It's Bobby. Uh, Riggs is a showman. Let's put it that way. He's a P.T. Barnum. He was and, the Andy Kaufman. He
0: was the Andy Kaufman. Yeah.
1: Remember when Andy
0: was challenging all those female wrestlers? Precisely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Doing it as a showman. Now, he was a legitimate player in sure, his sure, youth. Sure. And he won, I believe, Wimbledon and was mm-hmm. a doubles champion, a singles champion. Like he had a storied career previously. Right. But now he was just kind of showing up, being a blowhard, getting attention, trying to hustle and generate money, you know, doing these little, uh, I don't want to call them cons, but within tennis, uh, he's putting on a show type of thing. And eventually he's just talked so much shit Mm -hmm. that he starts saying, I can beat any woman in the world. He beats one woman who was one of the better tennis players. Margaret Court. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Billie Jean King, because Billie Jean King shot him down. Was like, I don't want any part of this. Yeah. And eventually she's like, I, you know what? I'm going to show up and kick your ass just to shut you up. And she shows up and she kicks his ass and it shuts him up. Yeah. But it's a nice, like, I'm sure when they signed up for this, they had Oscars in their eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, and it never lives up to that. You can kind of feel those expectations as you watch it. period peace politically or uh, uh, socially significant moment within American history. Yeah. Um, well-known characters, a story that most people of a certain age and older know, Mm -hmm. um, especially for Academy voters. Um, so it has all the makings of, so if you go with the expectation of it's Oscar caliber, you're going to be sorely disappointed, but I do think it's very fun. You get, great performances from Corell and Emma Stone, as yeah. well as the surrounding cast. And uh, it's an enjoyable story. And if you know nothing of the battle of the sexes match, which I didn't live through, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but I knew about it as a kid, I'd heard of it and then knew who the players were. And Billy, yeah. Billy Jean King was still a figure that loomed large within the tennis world. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. For those younger tennis used to be a huge sport internationally. Yeah. That everybody watched every major by and large, my family would turn on the TV for, which seems crazy today. Yeah,
0: yeah, and apparently, I mean, Outside the Lines did a a thing on this match a few years, in uh, 2013, and apparently they they had a guy they interviewed who claimed that Riggs threw the match in order and bet against himself in order to pay off his debt because he owed so many gambling debts. Who knows if that's true or not?
1: But yeah, who knows?
0: Who knows? Either way, who knows? It's symbolic for women. You know,
1: being able to do what—yeah, what, what men do. So, but I mean, the you know Jimmy Connors is still getting in trouble for having this discussion to this day. Not Jimmy yeah. Connors, so far, I mean John McEnroe. McEnroe, yeah, uh, yeah. Which may piss off people, but I agree with his statement. Okay. It,
0: yeah, I mean, until we see Serena play someone like Nadal, or like I'd like to see that. Why? Why are we against that? Like, let's set it up. Let's find out. I think, he
1: would crush her. Well, then let's find out. Why would way. she take a shot on her legacy right now she gets to go down as in the argument for the greatest tennis player of all time? Uh, yeah, Are she gets still? crushed by Djokovic. Yeah. That discussion is no longer had. Mm-hmm. And I'm not rooting against her. Right, I think right. she's awesome. I love watching her play. She would absolutely destroy me and I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be able to lift my racket up before she's z- zinged it past me. Even if she told me where the ball was going before she hit it, I couldn't yeah. fucking get it. I love the guys that are like, "Yeah, I could get a point off of her." You're out of your fucking mind. You're out of your mind. Some guys who said it could last a round with Tyson. Yeah, it's the same. You're an you're an idiot. Yeah, you're an idiot. Um,
0: <sighs> literally knock your head off.
1: But it's just like a look, it's a, it's it's physics and physiology and there's certain things that are just working against you unfortunately. Yeah. And actually, at one point, her and her sister both said that they could beat somebody. I think it was in the top 200. And the guy that was 190-something or other said, OK, I'll play you and beat both of them. It was when they were very young yeah, yeah, and just coming into the sport and brash. But they did make this claim once before, and the guy beat them.
0: That is but not I mean, in the King Richard movie. They did not put
1: that. No, it is not in that movie. <laughs> and they, yeah, that guy didn't take on Serena at her height. Right, exactly. Or Venus at her their heights. although Venus was closer because she's a couple years older. But still. Yeah. Uh, but I do think this movie is very interesting. And
0: yeah. I got to watch it. I haven't seen it. It's one of those rare sports movies I haven't seen. It's good. Yeah. Because I, I like the like, court. Sorry.
1: Well, I like that uh, uh, McEnroe Bjorg one better yeah. with Shia LaBeouf. I
0: was just going to say, man, it's exactly what I was going to say. I really like that one.
1: Yeah. So. That to me is better.
0: Okay. All
1: right. Um, but I-, I think it's because they weren't trying to make an Oscar movie. Right, I think on some level, Battle of the Sexes kind of felt like, "Hey, we could probably get an Oscar for this if we play our cards right." Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. Okay. So then, my number five is uh, Logan Lucky. I think okay, you only- think
1: that's lesser discussed. I'll give it to you. I don't care. I just I didn't include it because I was like, I know it's made a couple of my lists.
0: Yeah, a couple. A couple. We've been doing this show for twenty five years, man. A couple. I mean, I feel like you know, that should qualify
1: lesser known. Well. No do a lot of superhero talks. stuff, and you know, but that's fine. Look, Logan Lucky's awesome. If that counts, it's probably my number one, depending on oh, what else really? is on your <laughs> list. Wow, okay. I I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was yeah. a good movie. Yeah.
0: It it made 48 million total worldwide. Well, yeah, but even Soderberghville.
1: We talked wow. about America Made a few times as well, and it made diddly shit. So yeah.
0: I mean Channing Tatum, Adam Driver. Katie, Catherine Watterson, Dwight Yoakum, Sebastian Stan, Hillary Swank, Daniel Craig. It's a hell of a cast. And it's Seth MacFarlane trying to do some acting as well. So it's a hell of a cast. It's a huge cast. Daniel Craig is fantastic in the movie. Um, And it's an interesting film. And, you know, Soderbergh's films now don't come with that kind of prestige anymore that they used to. From what I mean. Yeah. Right? I mean, when was the last time you heard a Soderbergh film being considered?
1: Well, he retired and then came back, and he made, uh, what, that one movie with porn star?
0: Yeah, right. Um, The Girlfriend Experience, right, with Soderbergh. Yeah,
1: he's made a lot of unique choices in this business. So maybe that's why this doesn't get the same kind of exposures, because Hollywood's like, well... What is this going to be exactly?
0: Like, Che was the last time he was, like, in the conversation for these kinds of, like, really powerful
1: films. But are you yeah. talking about the Vinny Chase uh, yes. vehicle? <laughs> yeah, the Vinny Chase vehicle. Finally. That was his white whale, but he got him. Oh,
0: my God. They should bury that show. They should fucking absolutely
1: lose Are it. they bringing it back?
0: Oh, my God. I bet they are. I would not be surprised. I no. mean, they're
1: bringing everything back, but... Yeah. Those- I didn't enjoy that show at the time. The fact that it had a huge fan base to me was baffling. Yeah. And it ran for so long. It's been the blueprint
0: for so many of their sitcoms. Silicon Valley is essentially a version of that. Ballers is essentially a version of that. They, this is what H- that blueprint for entourage is absolutely a lot of these sitcoms that HBO has done since a lot of these sitcoms. Oh yeah. He did like girlfriend. And then he did the informant, the Matt Damon one yeah uh contagion so contagion and i i loved haywire and then he did magic mike
1: i like the politics of the stars of haywire
0: oh okay
1: big fan big fan (laughs) yes you are
0: like it wasn't even our voice so i can't can't even uh, ding her for that uh but then magic mike which is such an unusual thing huge though it was huge side effects nobody saw. Logan Lu- Logan Lucky barely anybody saw. Unsane? I don't remember anybody.
1: Never yeah, never seen
0: it. Seeing Insane with Claire Foy. High Flying Bird which was uh, awesome with my my friend Andre Holland on Netflix then The Laundromat which I never saw.
1: Oh, it's it's fine.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, I can't recommend it. It's not like the worst thing in the world, but I don't know. Yeah. You it, it, in Adam McKay's hands, I think that movie works.
0: Oh, fair. Then Let Them All Talk with Meryl Streep, and then No Sudden Move, which came out last year with um, Don Cheadle and Benicio Del Toro, which I still Oh, have-
1: I still want to see that, yeah. The, 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 I think the billboard is still up on Santa Monica Boulevard. <laughs> well, yeah. Wow. Near Santa Monica and Highland? No, it's not quite Highland. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's still up. And every time I drive past, I'm like, I got to fucking see that. <laughs> and
0: then he, he just dropped Kimmy a couple of weeks ago. Um, Never heard a, of it. Zoe Kravitz. It's a, one of those tech-based movies where she's um, having her identity possibly stolen. So
1: uh, Kids with their rams and their giga stuff. Oh, I don't like it. Giga things exactly <laughs> uh all right anyway uh what's your four my man uh my number four is all the money in the world oh okay yeah ridley scott i mean plumber was
0: not wasn't he nominated i thought plumber was nominated but fair, okay fair.
1: i think well f- lesser discussed between us with the way i look at it it's yeah. only think come up once yeah because all the other nominated films that don't get discussed much or haven't since the year they were released. I know I've come up on this show a few times, whereas all the money in the world, pretty sure it only came up for that award season and we've never brought it up on anything else. I could be wrong. Clearly after (laughs) uh, how long do you say we've been doing this? 25 years, 25 years, 25 years. It could very easily be wrong on that front. Uh, I don't feel like I am, but i such a good story that they made simultaneously a TV show of the same story, which is the kidnapping of, uh, Getty's grandson. Um, yeah, with, uh, well, yeah, plumber takes over for spacey because spacey's all the allegations came out and they went and reshot all that in what, two weeks. Yeah. Something like that. And it comes off pretty great. Actually. Yeah. I was expecting a bit of a train wreck and then you see it and you're like, that's not bad. That's for all green screen and having to, do pickup shots and stuff. That's pretty excellent. Yeah. Um, it kind of gives you hope when, you know, uh, you hear future projects, Oh, they had to go and do some reshoots and be like, well, I've seen them reshuffle an entire part. Yeah. So crazier things have happened. Plus it's an interesting story about Getty. his grandson gets kidnapped. One of the richest men in the entire world, if not the richest man in the entire world, but he's such a fucking cheapskate that he won't pay the ransom because by his logic, well, if I pay this ransom, then they're just going to kidnap other family members. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to have to pay that. And he eventually gets them down to, is it, it's just a couple million dollars. And the reason he agrees to that is because it's a tax write off at that level. Yeah. It's the only reason he's willing to pay it. And I believe, I don't know if they talk about it in the movie, but they may in the TV show. He gifts that to either his son or his former daughter-in-law as, as a loan repayment that they have to pay him back on Mm. and they pay the kidnappers with that money. And you're like, dear God, dude, how much fucking money do you have that you (laughs) weren't willing to pay a couple million? I realized at the time with inflation, that's even more money, but still. Yeah. Like we have two museums in this town, that are just basically left over from your largesse of you had so you accumulated so much shit. They're like well, we got to put it somewhere. One, we'll just convert your villa in Malibu into a museum, <laughs> and the other, we're going to build a massive museum cathedral thing to you in one of the most really you know, expensive real estate areas in the country, up on a hilltop, and just fill it with all your shit. <laughs> and you wouldn't pay for the fucking ransom for your son. It's a it's a good movie.
0: <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah. I like it too. I it it's it's it was surprisingly good and like you said the fact that they were to slide him in at the last minute like they did with Plummer and he killed it. It's really surprising it was really well. Done. And Michelle Williams is damn good in the movie mm-hmm. and the guy who's the hostage taker, he is excellent excellent that actor who plays the hostage taker who has the relationship with the kid, uh, in their conversations. Great, great stuff. So yeah, it's a good movie.
1: I'm not going to deny,
0: um, you got four. My four is the foreigner, the Jackie Chan one.
1: That's called a punt, my friend.
0: Oh, nice. Good. All right. What's your three? Uh,
1: my three is shot caller.
0: Oh, I still haven't seen it. So go ahead, man. Fuck, That probably (laughs) would have made Melissa. if I'd seen it.
1: um, I think it's only like 90 minutes and I think that's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, it's like the premise is precisely what it is. Um, You don't need to, it's, it's kind of like a pig with Nick cage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 90 minutes. That's all it needs to be. I don't think that thing needs to be a minute longer. Right. Um, But I'm looking up the duration right now as we speak, just to make sure. But I want to say it's only 90 minutes. Um, where are you, you son of a bitch? Oh, two two hours on the dot.
0: Mm. Two hours, felt oh, like 90 minutes. ninety minutes. Okay,
1: felt like ninety minutes. That's yeah. how succinct this is. But basically, like here's the, here's the basic premise: white collar guy gets into a DUI, but kills one of the passengers in his car, so has okay. to go to jail for manslaughter, right? Yeah. And while he's in jail. Basically, you got to pick a side. Picks a side and then uh, later on has to carry out something for one of the sides and gets caught on one of the prison security cameras killing a dude. And suddenly his short stint for involuntary manslaughter becomes a long, like 10 year sentence. Mm -hmm. And he decides there is no going back at this point. I've already gone this far. So he has to kind of divorce himself from his family and it's the journey of him making that decision and the yeah. world that he's now a part of and the choices he has to make. It's, it's, it's a nice balancing act. Yeah. Uh, and in the end, the final choices he makes, you're like, okay, I buy it. I buy it. Yeah. As opposed to... Um, oh, fuck, what was that, that show on HBO called Like uh, The Night Of?
0: Yeah, the one with uh, Riz Ahmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Riz Ahmed. When he goes to prison, he, like, instantly flips. Yeah. So, fuck it, I'm a prisoner now. And be like, you have a a way out of here. Whereas, uh, Jamie Lannister, Nikhil... Costa-Walder?
0: Yeah, Nicholas Costa-Walder, yeah. There you
1: go. Um, when he makes the decision of what he has to do, it seems more justifiable and earned to me. Yeah. So I think it's, I was surprised by how much, um, and I still haven't seen like, uh, what is that? Cell block 99 one with Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Cause Same I'm like, year, I think Same it is, it's roughly, or yeah. it came out like across the divide of the calendar year, but it's like six months apart or something. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, Oh, is it going to be as good as this? I've held off watching it because I'm just fearful. It's not maybe given enough time. I'm not going to compare the two. Uh, but anyway, that's my three. Okay. Uh,
0: my three is um You Were Never Really Here, the Joaquin Phoenix one. Oh,
1: that was 2017?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Fuck, there's another one I missed.
0: Is that All Kus- right. Is that Kus- Kusuma? Is that our name? Uh, Karen Kusuma? Who's the director on that? Sorry, man.
1: I, I sometimes forget what I get her confused. <laughs> well, let's see.
0: No, it's Lynn Ramsey. Yeah, Lynn Ramsey does that. Her and Karen Kusuma, I always get them confused. Yeah. That was a that's this is a fucking awesome film. I think this one's 90 minutes. Um yeah,
1: 90 minutes tops. Yeah.
0: It is a brutal, brutal movie, man.
1: All right. Um, I bumped yeah. that to my two.
0: You oh, you move it. Wow. You moved it to it's good. Yeah, I know. And uh, you know, hardly anybody saw it, hardly anybody talked about it. And it's one of the best fucking movies. He oh, is it was reviewed well, but nobody went to see it. Well, it's a tough subject. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. And yeah. he's a tough protagonist because you don't know. He's an unreliable narrator in his essence, unreliable protagonist, not narrator protagonist, because he's on his pills. Uh he's taking care of his mom. This is this is a dry run for what he does with the Joker later. And then he's mm, yeah, you know, he's administering brutal punishment with a hammer, and he wants to save this young girl. From uh, uh, being sexually abused by the these politicians, and so, but when he meets out his justice, it is if you enjoy revenge films or vengeance films, it is super satisfying.
1: All right. Um, but yeah. My question to you sure. is, yeah, what are we counting as the release?
0: Well, I've got a 2017 here
1: on 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 in IMDb, France on IMDb uh the u.s release was 2018 i'm just telling you i have it on 20s <laughs> <laughs> well i am going to take it off of my list since it's not technically in my estimation this is some bullshit but if you want to keep it wasn't uh, the earliest it was released uh it was it, was it was debuted in
0: the Cannes film festival on may 20th of two, uh, 2017
1: okay well released here so it's Sundance would be the first in the U.S. in January of 2018, but it God, didn't get an actual release. Really? Yeah, it didn't get an actual oh, release God. until nine April of 2018.
0: Oh, fuck! That means I have to put something up on from my.
1: <sighs> All right, my list days. That's fine. Good about yourself. You feel good about yourself. <laughs> well, I just can't believe I missed that and Free Fire. I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> Because you're just um, going through the release schedule from uh, on Wikipedia, like
0: I just went on IMDb. And if it says 2015, it's 2017.
1: Um, well, I mean, we're nothing if not elitist when it comes to when the releases, and it's <laughs> it's USA or it's nothing. It's nothing,
0: right? right. Um, okay, so I'll get. I guess I'll put number ten. Then I'll put the hero, which is a quick, real quick thing. That's a film that with uh, Sam Elliott. Ironically, we were talking about him earlier as the lead. Really nice small film. He's a old school uh former cowboy or former uh, Western TV star, who is now in like the um, twilight of his life. And he does essentially uh, commercials with his voice. So essentially Sam Elliott playing a virgin, Sam Elliott as an actor, uh, he, he gets involved with uh, uh, Laura Prepon, you know, from, uh, from uh, the seventies show. Mm-hmm. And he's like exploring the tail end of his life. He's get reunites with his ex, wife who is his actual wife in real life and they have conversations of the past stuff with his daughter uh so all that stuff really comes it's a great character um great character film where you're just watching him and what he's navigating what he's going through and it's super fascinating and so it's one of those smaller films that i really enjoyed seeing um it was recommended by you know some of those smaller kind of critics and i really liked it so there we go that'll be my 10 so um all right we up to two
1: Uh, Yeah, my deuce is life.
0: Oh, yeah. All
1: right, go ahead, man. Yeah. Uh, Great. I can't believe this thing didn't make money. Yeah. Shocking to me. It's got a great cast, Ryan Reynolds, Jake Gyllenhaal. That should be enough to draw audiences in. Mm -hmm. And the gist of it is they get us. They're like on the International Space Station and they get a sample back from Mars comes to them first they find dormant life in this sample and yeah. bring it back to life you know like uh, the best part is like uh here on earth they have a naming contest for the life form because you know why would yeah. you so they end up giving it a name and the, the thing is it just it's hell bent on its existence and we are all collateral for its existence which on some yeah. level makes all the sense in the world uh, but the twist and turns of this thing, because it's like this amorphous blob type of starfishy, but it can morph and change and it latches onto you and just starts drawing your life out of you as it grows. It just feeds on the yeah. people in the space station. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, it, you know, as it escapes out and it's flying around and going through the ducks and the psychological fear of that. Yeah. And like it's preying upon one guy who's paralyzed, so it can't feed. You can't feel that the thing is on him for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then the endings got a nice twist to it. Uh, I just, I remember the, the lead up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, not thinking much of it, just thinking it was kind of a throwaway movie. Yeah. And then seeing it after it'd been out for a long time and, thoroughly shocked by how much i enjoyed it
0: yeah i liked it too man Uh, a lot of people were speculating that this was a backdoor way of them bringing venom into the um Mm. they thought this was a venom movie that jake Gyllenhaal was going to be playing eddie brock and all the like there was all kinds of rumors about that at the time look at Um, you
1: it's, it's it's you and Ryan Reynolds films because you also spun me on Free Guy was Deadpool 3. And you're like, that's <laughs> the rumors I'm hearing. What? Deadpool 3. Swear to god, you said that's the only person I've ever heard uh tell me that.
0: I'm telling you, dude, you can look it up. A lot of people thought that this was gonna be a backdoor way of them introducing Venom because it's a Sony
1: Pictures film. I'm just saying, so why know. can't you take Ryan Reynolds films for what they are? That's <laughs> what I'm saying.
0: I do, I love Ryan Reynolds. Um, but yeah, uh, this is uh a fascinating uh film um and i'm yeah like you know, i'm surprised it didn't uh make more because you had such a great cast you know an international cast uh yeah that could have re- I, I thought for sure that would have 100 percent gotten the notoriety it deserved but in the end it didn't um but it's damn watch it it's damn good And scary as shit too yeah. when those things start to happen you, know, you would if think a- the
1: horror fans would go out for it but yeah
0: Yeah, but maybe it was too pretty of a cast, you know, with Ryan Reynolds.
1: Maybe. What are you talking (laughs) about? Because every other horror film is just they're pretty people you don't know. That's the difference. They're pretty, (laughs) like, CW people.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. They're, like, smaller. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, They're
1: they're, they're just like, oh, who is that? Oh, it's from the one show that only your 12-year-old watches. It's from
0: the Pretty Little Liars or the 100s or whatever. Yeah, whatever the the fuck. fuck. You can just
1: make up something that sounds like a CW show. Oh, she's from that. And she's going to be leading this. And oh, my it's God. A, oh my God. Yeah. It's a 20 of uh, a horror film with a budget of 20 million and it's going to make a uh, hundred and sixty-two <laughs> in wild success. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough.
0: Um, all right. So the, my number two is your pun from earlier. Wind river. Okay. I love this movie, dude. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's so good, man. Elizabeth Olsen and, um, Jeremy Renner are fantastic. Yeah. And then the, the John Bernthal cameo or party plays is fucking brutal. Um, and, uh, the story they're telling here, I think is damn good story. Um, and it's, uh, so well acted, but so well written and the pacing of the film and what they bring you into and what they expose. And when the brutality happens, you're really just shocked at it. Um, even though you suspect it's coming, um, and then what they end up ultimately learning from the whole situation, Taylor Sheridan, who at times for me with Yellowstone has just devolved into soap opera. I think he's better in these films than he is in a TV series. Um, okay, like, like um, what's the, oh, God damn it? what's the other one that he did? Oh, um, Hell or High Water, like those. Wow when he does those films dude i think he's at his best he's limited there's only so much time you gotta tell the story for me yellowstone i know people love it but like it's just it's pure melodrama
1: now Dude, the pilot was first off 90 minutes and then i was like that's just this is a soap opera why is everybody so crazy for the show
0: yeah, now they're giving him Piper Perabo as a love interest. The motherfucker's almost seventy, man. Piper Perabo is like in her early forties, man. What the fuck are we doing? Like, it's it's once again, it's the hubris. I love pe- the same people who are like, you I'm know, we, we can't have this issue with the division in the ages. It's really not cool. Why do men get to be with younger women? And then they're all following themselves to love y- Yellowstone. So which the fuck is it? Which the fuck is it? Do you
1: not want to see it, or do you want to see it? You know, I, but. It's- the fact just, of the matter is, though, that this happens. Yeah, of course it's. Look,
0: I'm not saying it doesn't. Look at the Catherine McPhee. she's with fucking David Foster. He's like 90, yeah. and she's like thir- in her 30s. I'm not saying it doesn't. But if, it's, but, it's, but if the same people complaining that it happens all the time in Hollywood are also falling all over them- themselves to praise Yellowstone, you're inconsistent in your points of views. You know,
1: yeah, that's all I'm saying.
0: And if you don't do that, if, I'm not talking
1: about you. Well, it reminds me of like people being shocked by the Joss Whedon allegations coming out, and he slept with other women. I'm like, I, 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 you're shocked by that? Shocked? Don't you think the motivations for about half the guys that come to this town are to get power so they can sleep with women? Half. I think you're being generous. I, I am being. I'm I being, being conservatively respect. generous in my estimation. Yeah, sorry. So you're to being say conservative,
0: not generous. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: To, so to say you're shocked by this—that's what blew me away. He's like, really? Have you met dudes in this town? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, at any level, at exactly. Any level, any level. Yeah, if they can get a modicum of power, fame, and money, yeah, they're hoping to parlay that into whatever. If they're into guys, girls, whatever the case is, yeah, they just want to be able to get. You know,
0: a PA is still trying to get yeah. with as many P- female
1: PAs. Yes, straight. As he can, yeah, sure. He's bragging at whatever bar. Oh, I'm working on this project right now <laughs> exactly. in the hopes that he can get some woman to go, Well, that seems interesting and sleep with me. I'm down with that, yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> like, gosh, I'm so shocked at the Hollywood cast, a younger woman with an older man. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, shocked, mm. shocked seems excessive, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so where are we right now? At least. Piper is somewhat age appropriate in that it's not like it's a 50 year difference which <laughs> has happened in the past.
0: No, that's fair. Yeah. But you know, this is him being the move, the old school movie star. Don't give me no woman, my age, you better give me yeah. a woman who's younger. And it's like, dude, he's 67. He's 67.
1: You yeah, have a has Got to be
0: in her forties, right? She is in her forties. Yeah. So it's, I mean, he's almost a, 70 dog. She's 40. She's 45.
1: I realize.
0: She doesn't even look 45
1: still, man. Come on. I mean, fuck. It, uh, Dick Van Dyke, I think, is like 30 years older than his wife.
0: <laughs> I'm not, again, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm saying if you're the kind of person that complains that it happens in Hollywood, and then you see it happen on Yellowstone, you don't call it out, then you're inconsistent in your points of views. That's all I'm trying to say. <sighs> anyway, thanks for letting me get that off my chest. Where are, where are we all to? Oh, that was that was my two. So what's your one?
1: Uh, my one is The Foreigner.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, fucking great. I love it. I love that movie. Go ahead, man.
1: I think it's the most accessible. If you like any kind of action, oh, yes. this movie's great. Yeah. And it's nice to see Jackie and Pierce work really well together. Mm-hmm. Didn't anticipate that combo. I'm happy to see Pierce working, Uh, you know, because he doesn't work as frequently as Jackie does. Yeah. Uh, But Jackie also has different, you know, uh, a complete market it's like him and Jet Lee and a couple of the guys that have the huge name recognition that have an entire market that they can make movies for yeah. that someone like Pierce doesn't really have technically. Um, so he's working other avenues over there. Yeah. So the opportunities keep arising more so because he's generating more income. So producers are willing to whatever economics yeah. work yeah. in Jackie's favor.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but to see them, you know, it's a great story of Jackie is a foreigner in a foreign land
0: so to speak yes yeah
1: and uh he's looking for a little bit of well an explanation on some level and then retribution and revenge ultimately yeah uh and pierce plays a politician who's former ira who may or may not know what befell jackie and jackie's not buying his answer initially yeah and things just kind of happen from there it's really good though action's great
0: dude it's it's you know when martin campbell is on it he is great. When he's not on it, you get Green Lantern. And so you you just don't know what you're going to get with Martin Campbell movie to movie. But when he nails it, like in The Foreigner, it is an awesome watch. And this is a brutal film. This is a film that pulls no punches. And Jackie Chan, yes, he's a – um how can I say It's not like Taken, where Taken is like cheesy, brutal, and cheesy foreign people. This is actually a little more darker, a little more nuanced in its approach, exploring – these issues, these you know, kind of, you know, IRA in England, all of this kind of being exposed to political intrigue involved in this, mm-hmm. along with the very basic, basic simple story of a father trying to get revenge for the death of his daughter. And you've kind of, um, how can I say this uh, opening up his old uh, characteristic ways of being when he was maybe a secret service guy for his country or was uh, a killer or an assassin or whatever, and uh, you know, fights his way to the top to find out what happened to his daughter, and meets out revenge in brutal fashion. Um, and I, you know, there's great scenes that are without Jackie that are pretty brutal, like when that when they, the task force finds the IRA people, and what happens to them, and how uh, that torturer guy shows up to kind of get the information from that one person, and then the. What happens near the end in the airport? So there's just so much. I don't want to ruin it because I want people to really experience it. Yeah. It is one of the best Jackie Chan acting performances I've ever seen in anything, man. So, yeah.
1: Still, though, I mean, outside of Shanghai and Rush Hour, Mm. not really, it doesn't have a whole ton of, yeah, like the tuxedo and the, it's just so weird. He's such a huge international star. And yet, I think most of his movies, are fluff that I don't watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's weird is he hated the Rush Hour movies. <laughs> thinks it's some of the worst that he's done. It's like, all right. But they kept paying him huge sums to come back. But, yeah. you know, teach their own. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, I imagine he had to cede control of the director. I mean, he's an alpha dude. He's an alpha guy. He directs his own movies. He likes to be in Well, he doesn't always direct, but he likes to be in charge. Of his own movies, whether he's starring or directing or producing. Mm-hmm. And so having to cede a little bit of control to Ratner and a little bit of control to Chris Tucker, I'm sure for him, that was a tough experience. So maybe overall, he doesn't
1: yeah. walk away from it. I would say it's seeding to Ratner because mm, I don't trust Ratner to make <laughs> a good movie. You're not wrong there, dude. Yeah. Red Dragon, probably the best.
0: Oh, God. Yes. Agreed.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm racking my brain because otherwise it's X Men Last Stand, which is yeah. terrible. Yeah, but I mean, granted, he came in to fill in, but still, yeah. that sucks.
0: Yeah, agree. And uh, it- <sighs> okay, so then my number one is Hostels, the Western with Christian Bale and Rosamund Pike.
1: Yeah. God damn it! I missed like a. Th- okay, I'm looking this one up. Let's look more. Up.
0: I want to make sure because I don't want to put it on my list. it says 2017 on Google, on IMDb, on and Wikipedia. Does say says
1: 2017. Does say 2017.
0: Oof, December 22nd of 2017,
1: just under the wire. Just squeaked it in. And
0: I think that's one of the reasons why this film didn't get more play for the Oscars. I think they totally fucked up dropping a western on Christmas. They should have released this sometime in November or maybe even October to see if they can get some buzz building for this film because this is a damn good Western. Christian Bale's incredible in this thing. Uh, West Studi is damn good in this thing. Uh, Rosamund Pike is very unsettling as a victim of uh, what she experienced and what she's holding on to. And it's a study about tragedy. It's a study about how to deal with the loss of... All of them are dealing with the loss in some. Former, or shape, shape, form or other and they're wa- going on this journey as they confront these things that make them focus on their loss and make them deal with their loss so just an incredible film by scott cooper who also did what was that the furnace one out of the furnace and the crazy heart and uh, antlers which i really liked as a kind of a quiet little horror film that came out last year um and then black mass which was one of the best Johnny Depp performances ever. So,
1: yeah, hands down. Hmm. Uh, it is on the uh, the Wikipedia, so I, I just fucking missed it. Oof. I just fucking missed it. And then you look it up. I mean, if you want to be an asshole and be like, "Well, why release wasn't until January?" To it, but <laughs> it released it. It Telluride in September and AFI Fest and blah 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 blah. It released in twenty seventeen. Yeah, it in did. a limited run on the twenty second of December. Yeah. But wide release wasn't until January or something or other. Who gives a shit? It was 2017. Yeah. Yeah, it's good.
0: It's so good. And there's that, you know, little revenge story within it when they try to go after those people who raped one of the Indian women or Native American women, rather. It's yeah. it's, it's a brutal, brutal Western, dark western, but it's well worth a watch.
1: All right. I am into my list. Okay. You put it on oh, there? Yeah. Yeah, skipped right past it because I got to the end of the year and be like, oh, these are all Oscar films. Because <laughs> well, yeah. it goes, you know, the, as you're reading down, it's like Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. That doesn't count. Greatest yeah, showman, right. maybe. Pitch Perfect Three, and I didn't see it. Downsizing, no, it sucks. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, post, Bright, all the money I wrote down in the F- Molly's Game Phantom Thread. I was like, God, oh, we talked about that. Talked about that. I skipped right past Hostess. yeah
0: Molly's Game almost made my list, but I think we have talked about it because we talked about a couple fantastic times. Fantastic in that film. um All right, let's put this list together. Uh, I'm going to grab the bongos out of the closet. Be right back.
1: All right. So. Foreigner might end up. Where did you have the foreigner again?
0: Foreigner's three for me. So I think that's probably number one.
1: That is number one. Uh, looks like hostiles then is going to end up as number two. I put it at number five. Oh, okay. Works for me.
0: Need to watch that again. I bought it in 4K. I need to watch it again.
1: I'm waiting till 16K. <laughs> <laughs> I just They're about I, to put it out, but if
0: I'm going to spend that money, I should watch the movie. Um, okay.
1: Let's see, and then we both have Wind River. I have it at seven. I have it at two. Okay, Wind River. Okay. Seven's high enough, and then we don't have anything else in common.
0: Yeah, all right.
1: I have my Uh, number two, Life. Yeah, all right, sounds good. I got my three. Okay.
0: All right. I have my four, which is Logan Lucky.
1: Uh, and I have my four, all the money in the world. I will flip as a coin.
0: Really? You got all those on there, but you still want to flip. Okay. There.
1: We have the same number of films a piece. That's not true. But...
0: Some would disagree with you.
1: Uh, all right. So you just want to do the whoever wins this. And then we do the flip. So we don't have to keep sure. flipping the coin over and over again. Okay. Come on, daddy. Come on. like the... I don't like the daddy part, but uh Logan Lucky takes it. Hey-oh. All right, so Logan Lucky, then all the money in the world. Okay. What do you got next?
0: Um my number five, American Made.
1: Okay, American Made. Okay. Uh my next highest is six.
0: That's mine as well for Lady Macbeth, but you get the nod because I yeah. won the last one.
1: All right, so, the Battle of the Sexes and then Lady Macbeth, and we are done.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Let's do this thing.
1: Are we ready? Yep.
0: The top 10 Lesson lesser-known films of 2017. Yeah. At number 10, Lady Macbeth. At number nine, The Battle of the Sexes. At number eight, American Maid. At number seven, All the Money in the World. At number six, Logan Lucky. At number five, Shot Caller. At number
1: four, Life. At number three, Wind River. At number two, Hostiles.
0: And our number one lesser known film of 2017
1: is... Is The Foreigner. The Foreigner. There we go. There is today's list of lesser discussed movies of 2017. We hope you enjoyed. What did we miss? Let us know. Uh, I clearly missed two films, so <laughs> you can't read a uh, list on uh, Wikipedia of all the releases from the year.
0: Yeah, a bit of the research. I get it. I get caught up. And look, I, I mistakenly put a film on here. That was 2018. So it happens, man. Anyway, okay. So that's our list. Thank you all so much for joining us. We appreciate it madly. And uh, for supporting us as we keep going here with the show. And thank you for being a uh, to all our patrons. And if you're not a patron, why aren't you a patron? Come and support us at www.patreon forward slash the top 10. See all the tiers that are available to you and the benefits that you get, like Topic Thunder. And We must be rounding the corner possibly to a golden ticket at some point down the road here, a second season. We shall see, or something new that we're going to come up with. You can uh, take advantage of all that. And if you're at $10 and above level, you get to listen to our show ahead of everybody else every second and fourth Thursday of the month. We do them live for those of you who are $10 and above. As well. So, a lot of perks there for you all to enjoy being part of the Patreon.
1: So, please hit us up over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. We'd love to have you. You can follow the show on Twitter at Top 10 Show, all spelled out. You can see it on the screen there. Otherwise, on YouTube and Instagram, it is forward slash the top 10 podcast with the number 10. So, please hit us up. We'd love to have you. Um, you can follow me at Mad Nose. Check out Settle the Score if you want some more uh, movie related. Uh, shows out there otherwise for basketball it is dropping dimes for all the nba action and that is it for me this week that's
0: right congrats to you getting the maltons on your show nice stuff bro. nice stuff
1: they're fun they're really nice yeah
0: they're very nice people um you can follow me at the roca says on twitter and on instagram uh and tiktok and on twitch the outlaw nation and my youtube channel my outlet the outlaw nation youtube.com slash john roca says don't forget my other stuff geek buddies the top no, the Cinephiles, rather, uh, and um, something new coming, which I will be announcing very soon. So, all right. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time with another brand new The Top 10 show. Peace. Ooh.